0: Hi, this is Nadir Price, founder of Nadir Price Photography, and you're tuned in to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. You know, I'm a a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk and his content. He's been talking about it for years. He was always into it as a a young lad. Recently got real into it again and kept yelling at everybody. You guys should look into trading cards. It's going to be a big deal. Well, two years later, the returns on investments have just been nuts.
1: And now a word from our sponsor, Work From Home Pod, brought to you by my good friend, Zach Racinger.
2: Thanks a lot, Adam. We're really excited about the opportunity to sponsor Dream Chasers podcast because we know what it's like to chase a dream. We've solved the problem that many people are facing right now, and that's working from home. Our Work From Home Pods are soundproof, temperature-controlled, fully-illuminated booths that fit in any home, apartment, condo, or we even custom-build small office pods for the backyard. Work from home pod provides you with a quiet, comfortable environment right at home. No longer is that barking dog, screaming child, or roommate blending a smoothie at 2 in the afternoon in their gym shorts in the background of your Zoom call going to ruin that conference call, break your concentration, or disrupt your presentation. We have one-person, Superman, or Superwoman booths two-person booths, four-person booths, and then we can do custom options as well. All of which can be seen on our website, workfromhomepod.com. We're gonna help you expense it to your company, and we can offer financing to get you up and running ASAP. Plus, we offer 100% satisfaction guarantee. And because we're such huge fans of the show, if you enter the word dream in the promo code at checkout, you're gonna receive an additional 25% discount. So keep chasing
1: those dreams and do it in a work from home pod. Thank you, Zach, for that message. Guys, make sure you go check out workfromhomepod.com. And I'm here real quickly to let you know that this is ad spot number two for Dream Chasers. So if you or your firm would like to sponsor the show, we are currently taking on one new sponsor. So if you think that sponsor should be you, please apply. You can do that by reaching out to me at adam.carswell.io, and we can continue the conversation there. Thanks, and now let's get to the show. This is Dream Chasers episode 116 with John Caldwell. Hey guys. Hi, grandma. This is Adam Carswell and welcome to Dream Chasers interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we bring next level talent to the light. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell and today I'm joined by John Caldwell. John is an e-commerce and trading professional. He was born and raised in Clarendon Township, Ohio, went to Kent State University, and now lives in beautiful Fort Myers, Florida. Johnny is also a very good friend of mine and has been on the show. I don't even know, we were trying to figure out this earlier, uh, Johnny, or Poppy, his nickname is Poppy Seed, guys. So you'll probably hear hear me call him Poppy a lot throughout the interview. We were trying to backtrack and see how many episodes he's been on. And I think it's been at least two, maybe even three um, of the long format episodes that we've done here on Dream Chasers as well. The only ones we've ever done. So if you like what you hear today, you want to learn more about this guy. There's plenty of content on our feed from him in the past. Go ahead and check it out. That's enough out of me. Johnny, how are you doing today? And do you have any opening remarks for our listeners? Hi, Adam. Doing
0: well. Thanks for having me once again.
1: Good to have you back. I got to ask, you know, everyone's uh Got a bunch of question marks about Florida and, uh, you know, coronavirus. From what I can see through the life you're living, seems like it's actually a pretty desirable place to be right now. And you can actually still go outside, get some food, go to the beach and and have the traditional summer fun.
0: Yeah. It's obviously different than normal as it is everywhere in the United States for the most part, I feel like. Um, But yeah, a lot of everything's still open, you know, they just want you to practice social distancing and, wear your masks when you're in retail places, basically. Other than that, you can pretty much do whatever you want.
1: Yeah, do whatever you want, including what we're going to be talking about here today, which I'm excited to get into the topic of our discussion today, guys, trading cards. Uh, For anyone listening right now, if you haven't noticed, I'm sure you will probably start to notice there's a significant trend in the trading card industry going on right now to the point where people are making just ridiculous returns on their investments, depending on how you want to look at it. Someone who's definitely gone down the rabbit hole, done a significant amount of research, and actually experienced some wins for himself is Johnny. And we were talking about this um, earlier in the month. We'll we'll get into a little bit more of of our history, Johnny and I working together. But anyways, Johnny, what first gravitated you uh, this direction?
0: Well, you know, I'm a a big fan of... Gary Vaynerchuk and his content, and he's been talking about it for years. He was always into it as a, a young lad, recently got real into it again and kept yelling at everybody, you guys should look into trading cards, it's going to be a big deal. Well, two years later, the returns on investments have just been nuts, as you said, for a lot of these different sports and like things like pokemon yugioh cards it's been it's been crazy so one of the videos he had recently uh which was about three months ago that's how i got my start it really made me jump in and be like all right you know what i'm a really big baseball fan and i used to love collecting baseball cards and other things like pokemon cards and stuff as a little kid let's see let's see what this is all about So I really just dove in and uh, started researching a lot. I've been able to learn so much that I've been able to make a profit already in just three months time.
1: Perfect, well, we are going to uh, take it to the next level here. I almost forgot because we (laughs) we started talking about it a little bit, but I'm curious to know more about really the the style on how you do this and many more things. So here we go, Johnny. It is now time to step into the next level chamber are trading cards this generation's modern art that is the question as i mentioned i like how you started talking about a little bit of the things that you've learned so far and success that you've had but before we get to that we really need to ask the fundamental question here are they this generation's modern art
0: I'd say yes. And my answer to that is yes, because if you go back to our generation and maybe the people who maybe a little bit older than us, they grew up in the era where all these nostalgic things to them are Pokemon, the Yu-Gi-Oh, and if you were into sports cards and stuff too. That also goes back to having parents that were into that and now that They have kids around the age where they were collecting. They also want to collect. But more so for the millennials that are a little older that have the money, instead of buying like fancy art pieces and stuff, they're going back and saying, oh, I used to have this this Pokemon card. It was my favorite when I was a little kid. Oh, let me get this. Oh, let me get the one that's graded, the one that, you know, that has been professionally graded that's actually worth a lot of money. I can put this on display somewhere in my house.
1: Yeah, I never thought of it that way. I am thinking about the artistic value. Obviously, it's it's different from uh, going to an art gallery. Well, in some regards, but as you start to paint the picture here, you, in my opinion, you start to see just how similar it can be to that. Now, obviously, the most important thing is going, you're going to need people that see, you know, the cards uh, to be valuable in the first place. So, you know, where is that coming from? How, how are we getting so many people to, show interest and and really um, increase the value? Because that's what it comes down to is people willing to pay for it in the first place. Where is that coming from?
0: So it comes from a lot of different places. First, it comes from supply and demand, having there be a limited supply of something, you know, that will drive the value if a lot of people want it. Also, it also comes down to that. Whereas certain cards, maybe they only made 500 of this certain card, and they're if you get card number that was made number 30 out of 500 if you want to get stuff like that that would draw the make the value go up obviously and then just things like um ones that have the fancier artwork like holographic cards for like the pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh. as far as sports cards go to be like the chrome cards or refractors things like that are what people look for like it's all that, that's a little subjective When it comes to that stuff, it's kind of like a style preference of card that you would like. So that's what that boils down to.
1: Yeah, it really sounds like, I mean, I know we spoke about this, as I mentioned, about a month ago. And I can tell even from from then till now, you know, you're starting to get the vocabulary down. You definitely sound like someone who could sit down and have a serious conversation on this, where if it was me, I know I'd just kind of be like, uh yeah I got a holographic uh, <laughs> you know like that's, that's all I can remember. One thing I definitely want to start digging into as well is I know that you mentioned to me that your folk, you have, you know you had to figure out what your niche was going to be within this industry, uh, which is pretty interesting. I think you know as anyone listening to this starts to think they want to look into it as well um, seems like you could probably follow Johnny's blueprint here at least to definitely get yourself started. so you know how did you figure out what niche you wanted here, Johnny and um, how has that played out since you decided?
0: Yeah, so it all came down to what I've been most passionate about my entire life um, from being a young kid till now and it's baseball. So baseball cards have been my, my big thing and I've just stuck to that so far because it's, it's a lot to learn. So I really wanted to focus on one thing and then maybe maybe I'll branch off into other things eventually. but for now my focus is just baseball cards, learning everything about them
1: possible. And where, you know, to learn how to get to a point where you can master this, where did you go for information? How have you been educating yourself? And again, how are you seeing it affect how you view the marketplace?
0: So a lot of different places. I've been going on eBay, um, which has taught me a lot about the supply and demand, just looking at the recently sold lists of things, seeing, seeing what things are valued at, seeing how they're... The price is changing and right now it's just going up. Um, Lots of YouTube videos have been super helpful from people who are avid um, trading card collectors that really know a ton about everything there is to know. That's where I've gotten the majority of my knowledge from. And also um, a number of articles that I've read online have really been helpful as well.
1: Well, cool. Very good to know. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there. And I would even consider myself one right now. Well, maybe not quite a naysayer, but someone that is kind of like, yeah, you know, this is going to last, you know, another three to five years. And then after that, it's going to fizzle out. However, I'm sure there's, there's plenty of research or yeah, research and information that you've gone into that would make you think otherwise, if you had to forecast how long this quote unquote trend will last, what do you think about anyone who would say it's not going to be very long?
0: Well, I don't know that I would disagree that it isn't going to be very long. I don't know for sure. I do think in the short term, one to three years, it, it's, everything's going to just keep increasing. But we don't know what these card companies are going to do in the future because the demand so high. If they start printing more, we could see something that happened um, in the 90s. Uh, late 80s into the early 90s which is known as the junk wax era where they just printed so many things like all those cards from those periods are basically worthless when it comes to sports cards so it's hard to say when we don't know exactly what will happen in the future um i will say the big hall of famers i think will always be worth a lot and the ones that will be valued up a lot as an art piece possibly you know
1: gotcha all right Well, guys, we are now roughly halfway through our interview. So it's about that time. Here's a quick sample from your next level track of the week Drifter by Don Diablo, featuring (music) DYU. back with some more questions here for you Poppy. One that we kind of mentioned lightly early on, but I'd like to just hear about what the actual process looked like for you. Can you tell us about you know a specific trade or purchase or you know, transaction I'm not sure exactly what you call it that you've completed so that way people can get an idea for what this looks like.
0: One of the biggest things I've been able to do is buy some of the hot items in the retail stores, the unopened packs of things. And um, flip those for a profit. That has been how I've made the majority of my money so far. Um, And then me opening certain packs and then reselling those cards is how I've made money back. I've been collecting a bunch to have a, a bunch of inventory right now to start.
1: Nice, building up that found foundation. You just reminded me, guys, if you go back to episode 99 of Dream Chasers as well with Ray Sherman, you'll hear us touch on this, but Johnny and I come, come from a good friend group back in Northeast Ohio called Todd Squad. And I know growing up, I don't remember what year the movie The Wolf on Wall Street came out, but when Johnny slicks his hair back, he kind of looks a little bit like DiCaprio. Um, <laughs> and as I mentioned, we call him Poppy Seed. So as I just hear him talking about this right here, guys, it just puts, puts a smile on my face and reminds me of us always calling him Leonardo DiPaprio, which uh, hey, that's the direction he's heading. One quick little gold nugget for you guys here too, when Johnny gives his contact information out at the end, if you have any interest in cryptocurrency trading, investing, uh, there's no other person that I go to first besides Johnny to figure out what's going on in the marketplace. So two very like young industries that are seeing a lot of action right now, talking to someone like Johnny, you're going to be able to get some pretty valuable insight insight from someone in it, doing it, and trustworthy at the end of the day. So that's a little, that's the sponsor part of the show. We're going back to trading <laughs> cards now, folks. But Johnny, what are you, uh, you know, what are you looking forward to moving forward here? Because I know you said you're building up your foundation, but what does that look like, say, for example, a year from now?
0: Uh, the process of it is really cool and how how it, just loving that and seeing how it's going to play out. Just accumulating a bunch of cards from one player that I think has the potential to become a star, a star player and getting it really cheap. And then a year down the line, you know, that, that player turns into an all-star or, you know, wins MVP or a silver slugger, Cy Young, you know, something along those lines and just, just seeing that happen and profiting from that by being able to sell some of those cards would be really cool to, To be right you know
1: yeah i saw something the other day too um i think it was like kareem abdul jabbar's rookie card when his name wasn't when he didn't have like an islamic name and i think gary v i can't remember it was like if anyone listening right now knows kareem abdul jabbar's original name and sorry if i'm if i'm not like being uh proper in how i'm communicating this but Whatever it was, go ahead and look it up cuz I saw Gary V post something. You you referenced Gary Vanderchuk earlier. Um and guys, again, that's just go on Google typing Gary V if you don't know who that is. He posted something where like the card is worth like over 50 grand or something like that. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Wow. No, I actually that's one I I didn't hear about, but I can definitely believe it. <laughs>
1: you know, something it's stuff, it's stuff like that like a rookie card where it's got well, you know, I didn't even know that was Abdul Jabbar's real name. So being able to find something like that. I mean, those are things that really can't be reprinted, are they?
0: No. Well, they can reprint them, but it won't be
1: the original, you know? Okay. It's all about the original.
0: Yep. So, like, the that's why the rookie cards are always such a big thing, because it's the first print of that player.
1: Right. Before anyone even really knew who it was. Yep. And so what what was that thing, the, the time you referenced? It was, like, late 80s, early 90s, where a lot of cards are basically just – they don't have a lot of value now because – you could say, quantitative easing took place.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of my favorite players when I was a little kid um, was Ken Griffey Jr. His card's not really worth a lot as far as, like, it raw or even, like, uh, a graded version of it. It's, it's not worth nearly as much as, like, some of these guys. Now, like, Mike Trout, his rookie cards worth way more than Ken Griffey Jr.'s.
1: Wow. So are you investing in rookies right now when you're getting these uh, <laughs> these cards?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna purchase some, like, buy them off eBay or whatever, I'm definitely looking for rookie cards more than anything. That's yeah, that's really all I'm looking for is rookie cards.
1: So to really like position yourself to hit it big, as I guess you could say, as a return on investment, mm-hmm. you're looking at something where you might not see any return for like maybe twenty years from now.
0: Not necessarily, because these have been going up so much so quickly. You can also get a big return on investment when you get a car raw, which is, you know, how it normally is, and then you send it in to a professional grading company, get it graded. If they rate it the highest grade it can get, which is like a 10, um, the biggest company for that is PSA. Right now, that's the most trusted. PSA gives it a PSA 10 right now, that that can make the value go up astronomically.
1: Interesting. So the grading companies actually help a lot. Are you planning on getting any of your cards graded?
0: Yeah, um, I'm waiting till I can get a bunch where I know they're going to grade really high. Um, So I'm still accumulating more because you get a discount if you send more in at once. (laughs) So that's what I'm waiting to do right now. Uh, I did get one graded card and it's Josh Bell, who's the best player for the Pittsburgh Pirates and I got his PSA 10 rookie card.
1: Wow, okay.
0: This is, so that that one's a cheaper one that you can get. <laughs> but it was nice to get one, and I'm and I'm betting on him to be a good player for a while. Not doing so hot this year, but – and once he's a free agent too, and that's the other thing with players. You can find a player who's a real good player on a small market team that's not as well known. Once they hit free agency, they might go to a big market team. And then they're real well-known. Everybody wants their card, makes the value up a lot. That's kind of the hope for him, for me.
1: Yeah. Do you think it's like, is it like that in all, for all sports? Because I know baseball is obviously structured with how play, uh, players get paid a little bit differently than the other professional leagues.
0: Yeah, I'd say it's even more so for the other leagues, especially basketball. I think that's even more drastic of a change. You get a player, go from a smaller market team to like a big market team.
1: Can you give a little bit of reason as why it would be worth someone's time if they're interested to do some more research um, on trading cards?
0: Yeah, for, so I have a real small sample size to go by because I just got into it three months ago. I've been able to trade a few rookie cards from, from this year. We're just pulling them out of packs. Luis Robert from Chicago White Sox, that raw rookie card, being able to pull a couple of those and then just sell them. Like you make money on that, you know, from buying a pack, but yeah, like just more so with other people that have been in it longer than me that I've seen from watching the people I've been watching on YouTube who have done it, where I've seen what they bought even three months ago when I was just getting started and maybe couldn't afford like some of these big players, especially with like basketball cards, the amount some of these basketball cards have gone up since COVID has hit to now to where they started playing in the bubble. It's just astronomical. We're talking like over a hundred percent return on investment, sometimes 500% return on investment. Diane Williamson. I don't don't even know right now what some of these players are going for. I haven't, I haven't looked in a while, but basketball specifically has just been ridiculous how much these are going up.
1: I wonder if that's because maybe it's more of an international market, but that would be promising to any subsector of this industry. If, you know, if one portion of it is just shooting up astronomically, then the rest are going to follow. So maybe you're, you are very well positioned, actually, with, with baseball.
0: Yeah, and I think so. And I, I think once, you know, that's exactly right. I think when basketball gets too hard and people are out, they, they're priced out, you know, they can't afford some of these. They'll look to other sports that they're interested in, like baseball. Uh, a lot of baseball cards are a lot more affordable right now, and they'll move towards those instead.
1: I and then would, boom, when they to move system. forward, you're going to have your, your poppy foundation all set, and <laughs> uh, game over. Right. Well, all right, Johnny, we're getting close to the end of our time here today, uh, but I do want to give you an opportunity to give a shout-out to somebody you've never given a shout-out to before.
0: I will give a shout out to a small YouTuber who I've learned a lot from collecting baseball cards. His name is Les, and he goes by Les Alex on YouTube. I've watched his stuff and he's taught me a lot about um, the baseball card industry.
1: Boom. There you go. Les Alex, you said? Les Alex. All right, cool. Maybe we'll even, uh, we'll, we'll send this interview over to him when we're done, see if he can add some more value for us. And one last thing here, Johnny, for anyone listening here today, if they want to follow up and get in touch with you, what is the single one best way for them to do so? Single
0: one best way, um, I guess would be, you can email me at johnnycolwell at gmail.com.
1: Perfect. Guys, go ahead and check out Johnny's email. It's in the show notes. Um, As I mentioned, he's got a lot of valuable insight on the cryptocurrency and blockchain markets as well. So if that's something that you're interested in, you know, simply just want to learn more about, he's a great resource for that. And obviously a great resource for trading cards and helping us see how we might be on the brink of a new version of modern art. I have to say, you've definitely opened my eyes a little bit here today, Poppy. So thank you very much for that.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thanks for having me.
1: Pleasure. Pleasure is ours. Guys, thank you for tuning in today to Dream Chasers, Interviews with the Future. We will catch you in the next episode. Remember... And all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level. Thank you so much for investing your time with us here today. Quick call to action. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to share, subscribe, or leave us a rating. It really helps a ton with the SEO and visibility of the show. Thank you guys once again. And remember, take it to the next level.